0: Hi, my name is Cecilia Mandrick, and I'm a life coach. I've worked with dozens of high-achieving individuals who feel in control of every aspect of their lives except their own happiness. In this podcast, I'm helping to bring self-proclaimed overachievers the practices, mindset shifts, and actionable steps they need to build more contentment, confidence, and joy in their everyday lives. If you want to create more happiness in your life, relationships, or even just your Mondays, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome to episode three. Today, we're going to talk about how part of happiness is feeling all of those hard to feel or negative emotions. Because happiness is just one side of the spectrum of what's available to us as humans. And I'm going to use the word or the phrase hard to feel versus negative, because I actually think that all emotions are neutral. We might have a negative association with them, but they're not negative. So we're going to stick with hard to feel just so you're on the same page as me today. (laughs) There's so much messaging out there about how we're supposed to be happy all the time. Like if we're not in high vibe living, there's something wrong with us and there's no chance of having a good life. And really, that's the only way to be. We have to bypass ourselves or ignore negative feelings. Like we should just push them away because if we're not happy 100% of the time, something is wrong. I want to normalize feeling the other emotions. I want to explore how expanding your capacity to feel the other emotions actually expands your capacity to feel the easy-to-feel emotions or the good ones, the ones we usually put in that category of what I want to be feeling, that joy, contentment, satisfaction, even safety, happiness. And then there's this whole other messaging that we get that things should be hard, that we should be suffering, that if we're not suffering, that we're never going to get to anything good. So we need to suffer through whatever is coming up because life is hard and it means we're trying hard. And that means at some point we're going to get paid off. Like we're going to find happiness suddenly if we just work through this difficult part. Like we suffer, 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 and then happiness is going to arrive. I mean, gosh, we love binaries, don't worry. (laughs) We either have to be happy all the time or we have to suffer so that one day we can be happy. I think that we have to practice happiness and we have to practice all of the emotions. But first I want to back up a little bit. I want to build on the idea from episode two that our thoughts, rather than our circumstances or someone other than or outside of ourselves, create our emotional state. First, I'm going to say it again, because it's so important and so revolutionary for so many people, is that circumstances do not determine how you feel. That means that what you buy or the vacation that you take or the college that you went to or the thing that the colleague said to you or that thing that your partner does or some driver on the road is never responsible for how you feel. So that vacation isn't responsible for you feeling happy. What your partner did today or the fact that you don't even have a partner is not responsible for how you feel today. There's a little bit of brain chemistry going on, right, the dopamine hit, and there's so much that has to do with your thoughts about the person, the circumstance, what's coming up in your life. That's why you're feeling the way you feel, because of those thoughts. That's what creates the lasting feeling. Nothing you bought, nothing you did, nothing someone else did. This isn't what we're taught, by the way, or at least not what most of us were taught. And the thing we are taught that our circumstances and other people do create our feeling keeps us stuck and powerless. When you don't have any control over how you feel, you're in this disempowered state all the time. And when you're not willing to feel emotions, which is what we're gonna get to today, you remain in that powerless position. So creating happiness is in large part dependent on you taking responsibility for how you feel, good or bad, each day and building awareness of your thoughts and feelings. Everything we do is related to an emotional state in some way. We're either trying to create an emotion or feeling like pleasure or joy or fullness or connection, or we're trying to avoid feeling an emotion like avoid anxiety, fear, disappointment, frustration, doubt, loneliness, even happiness, joy, and excitement. So we're either trying to create an emotional state for ourselves or we're trying to avoid an emotional state for ourselves. What we do is driven by how we want to feel. We buy things and eat things and watch things and commit to things that we don't want to commit to because we want to feel or not feel a certain way and because our brain wants to keep us safe. And if we're unwilling to feel certain emotions, we get stuck in these really weird patterns. Typically, we're unwilling to feel a feeling because we learned it wasn't safe or okay to feel. We believe we don't have the capacity to feel the feeling. We think it will be too big to feel and that there's something bad about feeling these hard-to-feel emotions. This is also learned. When you were a kid, someone either very explicitly or more covertly sent the message that they were uncomfortable with certain emotions, and so you should be uncomfortable with them too, and that it's not okay to feel them. It was not okay. So your brain learned X emotion isn't safe. You learned it's too big for my caregiver, so it's too big for me. I don't have the capacity to feel it. It's not safe to feel it feeling it will destroy me and threaten my relationship with my caregiver, and then maybe even my life. Our primitive brains are not always logical, by the way. We haven't gotten into that. But so many of these things come from our primitive brain trying to do its job to keep us alive, to keep us thriving. And destroying your relationship with your caregiver when you're a child is a pretty quick way to make sure that you're going to die, at least historically. So now, if that's what you were taught overtly or not, you have this belief that you can't feel an emotion. It will hurt too much, it will be too big, it will destroy you. You'll be kicked out of the clan. you'll die alone and miserable. I mean, it sounds like a little bit dramatic, right? Like feeling this feeling, our brain all of a sudden goes to we're going to die alone, but really that's what's happening. Your brain is feeling anxious and anxiety tells your brain that something dangerous is happening. And you've also learned that it's dangerous to feel it, which makes it even more scary for your brain And so then you just do everything in your power to resist it, to avoid it in so many ways. Okay, so let's bust some myths about what I just said. The first myth is it's unsafe to feel emotions. The truth is it's safe to feel all emotions. It's okay if some emotions feel unsafe right now. Nothing has gone wrong. Again, it's what you were taught. This is what you've learned and it's gotten you where you are in life. An emotion is really just a series of physical sensations you're feeling it in your body. And that's interesting, right? We intellectualize them, but they're physical sensations. And the physical sensations we associate with hard-to-feel emotions can be uncomfortable, but they're definitely not unsafe. Moving on to the second myth. You lack the capacity to feel certain things. Truth. You, as a human being, even though we might never have met, have the capacity to feel all of the feelings. I promise. Feeling feelings as a practice and a skill, much like lifting heavy things or riding a bike or maybe like making a cake. If you're not doing these things regularly, they may feel really difficult, foreign or inaccessible, but you have the capacity to feel them. As a human being, you have the capacity to learn these skills. And if you do it a lot, like with any of those other things, you can get really good at it. So if you've never ridden a bike, but you practice every single day for an hour, After a month, you're going to be a pro. You're going to be really great at riding that bicycle. If you baked a cake every single day for a month and you had some guidance and maybe a great recipe, you'd get much, much better at it. My dad had this cartoon on his desk when I was growing up, and my dad's an engineer, and it was this drafting, this older drafter standing over a younger drafter, and it said something like, of course your skills are improving a little bit, Herman. What else could they do? So if we do things, if we keep showing up, of course your skills will improve. What else could they do? But like all skill acquisition, you have to commit to showing up, creating safety for yourself to try and be okay with the improvement curve, meaning that you'll be bad at first and you'll probably fail and you'll probably stumble, but you will get better, I promise. Again, we haven't met, but if you keep trying, you will get better. You have to be okay with the uncertainty of feeling a hard feeling. Here's a little pro tip. We normally associate an emotion with a feeling of resisting it rather than feeling it. So feeling the hard-to-feel emotion typically isn't as bad as you think it's going to be. So oftentimes we associate something like anxiety with a feeling of resisting anxiety than actually feeling the anxiety. So when you actually feel it, it's not as big as you think it's going to be. Okay, myth number three. Having a hard-to-feel emotion means there's something wrong with me. Truth. All human life is 50-50. That means that we all will have hard to feel emotions. We will all have bad days. Some days life will be 90-10 or 1090 or 60-40 or 30-70. The point is, our human experience was never meant to be bliss 100% of the time. That people telling you it's all about high vibes all the time, it's just not reality. That's just not what we're here for. It's not part of our human experience. Now, there can still be equanimity and even peace and satisfaction and sufficiency underneath the difficult days, and that's sort of what we're talking about in these podcasts, but none of us are immune from challenges, tough emotions, and the downright rotten days, weeks, years, etc. They happen. Just recently, our dog broke his leg at a vet visit while he was jumping up to see the vet tech. And it took a four-hour trip to go have surgery in the big city, and now we have to go every week. Like, it's not a great situation, right? But it's okay. We can live through it. Nothing has gone wrong if you're feeling tough emotions. Nothing has gone wrong when a hard emotion comes up. Having difficult days and challenging circumstances is totally part of life. And when you expand your capacity to feel these emotions... It makes it, I don't know if easy is really the right word, but it makes it more accessible and it doesn't feel as scary. Okay. Myth number four. If I ignore the hard to feel emotion or distract myself, it will go away. Truth. Resisting it, ignoring it, buffering from it will only make it bigger. All feelings have to be processed physically. I kind of mentioned this above, but if you resist any feeling and any of the many creative ways you've probably come up with, it will come out at some time. So for me, I used to cry on long plane rides. That was my way of my body processing the hard to feel emotion. While feeling a feeling in the moment can feel scary or weird, it's the quickest and simplest way to do it. If you have a toddler in your life, watch them. They're really amazing teachers. They feel feelings like pros, like they're experts at this. And I know this isn't a common opinion, but I get to watch my two-and-a-half-year-old do this. So she gets frustrated. If I name the emotion and give her space to feel it, she does. She feels the feeling, and it goes away. In a minute or two, tops, she's done. And she even asks me, why was I crying? If I resist the emotion for her and therefore create resistance for her, this goes on. It can even become a tantrum. So I'm not saying that you're going to start rolling around on the floor of a grocery store crying that they're out of your favorite chocolate, but that disappointment that you don't feel in the moment will show up at another, usually less ideal time. So we feel like we're being really tricky by just having a drink to get over a hard day, or relaxing with Netflix and not feeling our feelings. Ultimately, we're just creating a pileup in our body that we're gonna have to deal with at another time. Getting to happiness and satisfaction looks like expanding your emotional capacity and resilience. It looks like starting to be okay with all emotions and getting curious about what's creating the hard to feel emotions. What stories are you telling yourself that are creating this emotional experience? Are there other stories or emotional experiences that might be available to you? For many years, I wasn't a feelings feeler. I was taught not to feel my feelings, stuff them down, don't bring them up. I ran, I drank, I watched TV, I ate, I bought things, I took fancy vacations as a way to numb and avoid what I was feeling. My body decided that long international flights were the best time to process my emotional backlog. When I was relatively distraction-free, I would ugly cry for anywhere from 20 minutes to an hour as I was flying over the Atlantic or from Europe to the Middle East. I felt great afterwards, but after the eighth or ninth long flight where I spent a significant portion of it crying, I started to wonder if maybe there was a better way. If maybe I was doing this wrong, if maybe it wasn't the smartest thing to just hold on to everything that was happening in my life until I was on a plane ride. And I think there is. Actually, I know there is, because this is what I do now and this is what I do with my clients. And it's so powerful. It's to feel your feelings. There it is. The simple answer. It's not easy learning how to feel these feelings, but it is really important. And it's so important for happiness because if you're not feeling your feelings, you're not really acknowledging what's going on. And when you shut yourself down to the bad things or the hard to feel feelings, you're also shutting yourself down to the more positive emotions, the ones you want to feel. So you sort of limit your capacity. If you think of a curve, you're kind of squishing it down. So you can't feel the goods and you can't feel the bads. And when you start to feel the bads, when you commit to feeling all of these feelings, all of a sudden your emotional experience can open up in really beautiful ways. So here are some questions for you. What feelings are you unwilling to feel? What feelings do you avoid? What are you afraid will happen if you feel those feelings that you avoid? How do you avoid or resist hard to feel feelings? What's that habit that you're in? Who would you be if you were open to allowing all emotions in your life? What would you do differently? How would you show up if you knew that you had the capacity to feel every single feeling? If you want to, I'd go back and pick at least one of those questions to ponder or write about now or in the future. Get really curious, because this is an important part of happiness, It's maybe the less flashy or sexy side of it, but it is something that you need to look at. How are you feeling the hard-to-feel emotions? And how are you opening yourself up to a richer, more fulfilling emotional experience? Thanks so much for joining me. Happy feeling your feelings. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you're looking for another way to bring a little bit of joy into your life, I have just the thing for you. My Feel Your Feelings mini course is designed to help you develop emotional literacy and increase your emotional resilience. It's totally free and available for you by going to Cecilia, that's C-E-C-E-L-I-A-B Mandric M-A-N-D-R-Y-K dot com forward slash free training. I just know you're going to love it. We'll see you back here next week on Happiness Created. See you then. Here's a quick reminder to follow this podcast so you can get your weekly dose of happy delivered right to the top of your favorite podcast app. All you need to do is open the Apple Podcast or Spotify app on your phone, search for Happiness Created, click on the show and hit the little plus sign or follow button in the upper right corner. I'll meet you back here next week.